సహనవతు సహనౌనత్
niyama at the personal level following various vows or various uh, disciplines. So all of them involves some activity, which is fine. I mean, where it is, it is fine. This is nothing to comment about yoga as such. But the author says that having now known what Brahman is, having known what Atma, the reality is, there is no need to follow those kind of steps or activities. For this seeker, what he should now do is simply, he understands, he knows what Brahman is, just seeing Brahman, that is all that you have to do, this is called the Nidhyasanam. And, and doing that, you are automatically accomplishing all the steps that the Yoga Shastra is talking about. <coughs> and therefore, in each case, in a very unique way, the author has interpreted those words to mean only Brahma Jnanam, knowledge of Brahma. Continuing, so Anganam Samatam, where verse 115 we saw, so all one by one different steps are being explained. Deha Samyam, Asanam, Moolabandasya, Deha Samyam. Deha Samyam means the, the straightness, straightforwardness of the body, as you said, where the head and the neck and the trunk are in a straight line, which is what is recommended for concentration of mind. Even that also is interpreted only as the seeing of Brahman, knowing Brahman. But then next way is the drukthiti. Is concentrating or focusing your drashti, focusing your sight upon some object is also one of the common practices in yoga. It is this drashti, meaning the sight. You focus upon a flame or some object. <coughs> it is also recommended for concentration mind. Because if the eyes become steady, the steadying, making the eyes steady also becomes a means of making the mind steady. <coughs> so, drukshthiti is the concentration of focusing of the sight. That's what it, the literal meaning is. What's the meaning? It's reference to yoga that we are talking about. That's what the author now explains in the verse 116. <coughs> Drishtim jnanamayim kritva Pashyed brahmamayam jagata Sadrishtih paramodara Nasagravalokini So usually what they prescribe is focusing your sight upon a point. So, nasagravalokanam. So, Lord Krishna also says that may you make your mind samamkaya shirogrivam dharan achalam sira sampreksha nasikagram sum sum nasikagram sampreksha. Focusing your sight upon the tip of your nose. 
How to interpret that word also? There are two interpretations. Some interpret that saying that you have to focus, that you ask to focus your attention or sight on the tip of the nose. Some say no, at the root of the nose, between the eyebrows. But in any way, there is a prescription of fixing your sight. And therefore, that practice of yoga is now described. Drishtim jnanamayim kritva. So instead of nasika, so nasagramayim, when you look at the tip of the nose, then the drishti, all your cognition is the tip of the nose. The thought in the mind is the tip of the nose. So wherever you focus your drishti aside, that becomes the object of your perception, cognition. That's what you see. So you see any object, you can focus your attention, any object, let us say. So here the teacher says, Drishtim Jnanamayam Kritva. Drishti can be the sight with which you see the form and color. Drishti also can be the mind's drishti. So seeing by the mind, seeing by the eyes is one drishti, one seeing. Seeing by the mind is another thing. Vimura, so Pashyandi Jnana Chakshushaha. Lord Krishna also is expressing Jnana Chakshu. The eyes in the form of knowledge. And so, says, rather than seeing things through these eyes, convert your drishti, your sight into the seeing by knowledge, sight by knowledge. So, for example, we can see this part. So one thing is to see the part, the name and form of the part. That's what the eyes see. In the mind, you can see this as clay. Or further, you can see this as your earth. Further, you can see this as asti bhati priyam. So whereas the eyes see name and form, in your mind, you can see what the true nature of this is, and that is asti bhati priyam. So seeing this object as asti bhati priyam will be jnanamai drishti. It is the drishti of the nature of jnanam, meaning that convert your drishti, convert your seeing into the seeing by knowledge. So this physical seeing which reveals before you the names and forms of the physical objects. So rather than that, let you bring in your jnanam, bring in your knowledge, and let your mind see through the, through the sight of knowledge that this is what? Brahman. Asti bhati priya. So drishtim brahmamayim kritva, jnanamayim kritva. So your drishti you are seeing, Instead of the seeing will be through the eyes, let it be seeing through the knowledge. See through knowledge. What is it? Pashyad Brahmamayam Jagat. When you see that the Jagat is Brahmamayam, is all pervaded by Brahman. Just as may you see this ornament says, this Suvarnamayam, it is nothing but the modification of gold, it is nothing but gold. 
So you see the ornament all right with this dusty, with the eyes. In the mind's eye, you see this as gold. So the eyes is revealed. The jagat of names and forms. In the mind, we will see nothing but Brahman, which is reality. The eyes reveal that there is a beggar. In the mind, we will see the actor there. Are we watching as I said, or in your, the, in your function, or the cultural program in, in the series, in the Gurukulam, the children present different kinds of play, so we, parents are watching. And what my eyes reveal is maybe a gatekeeper. What I see is my son. So this eyes reveal the external names and forms because that is only the reach. His eyes only can reach the names and forms, can only reveal the colors and forms. But the mind's eye can reach the truth if there is knowledge. Gnana main gurutva. So now that you have knowledge, that what is is Brahman? Brahman alone manifests as the, the world of names and forms. And that even the dashta and the drushya, what is is Brahman? Drushya, the object also is Brahman. The star, the seer also is Brahman in there, but even when you see the universe, your mind's eye, we will see nothing but Brahman. So, really, Brahma Mayam, so what is this Brahma Mayam? What is nothing but the, what is provided by Brahman? Brahma Mayam means modification of Brahman. It's not modification of Brahman. It's something that is superimposed upon Brahman. In there, we will see the Dishthana also, the substratum. So while you see the name and form is superimposed, we will see the Adhisthanam, substratum, as Brahman, which is our own self. So Drishtim, Brahmamayam, Jnanamayam, Kriptura, Pashyed, Brahmamayam, Jagat. So when you see the Jagat as Brahmamayam, not Jagat as name and form, but Jagat as manifestation of Brahman. When you see the fact that Brahman alone manifests through every name and form. So even when you see the name and form, we will see this fact that this name and form is the manifestation of Brahman of Asti Bhadi Vriyam. Brahmani Phalavyapti Avarayapi Vritti Vyapyatvadrishti How can you see Brahman? So when you see this part of name and form, a corresponding thought takes place. Can there be corresponding thought of Brahman? He says, well, as far as Vritti Vyapti is concerned, it is there, Phalavyapti is not there. Meaning that, yes, there is a thought of Brahman. That, what is Brahman? Brahmai Vedam Sarvam. This is all Brahman. That Vritti is there. So the Jnana Vritti alone is called Drishti Not Chakshushi Vritti. Only Drishti is called Chakshushi Vritti, meaning that the cognition that takes place by perception through the eyes. But here, the cognition that takes place by virtue of the knowledge that what is is manifestation of Brahman. <coughs> so Brahma Mayam Pashyet, Pashyet Brahma Mayam Jagat, Sadrishti, Paramodara. This is the most noble drishti. Seeing something as a mundane stuff, as names and forms, as perishable, as different from each other. As, as you know, limited, perishable. So 
So rather than seeing things and, 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 and concluding that this is perishable, this name and form, this one is different, that is different, this is bigger, this is smaller, this is superior, inferior, likable, dislikable. So when we only, when our drashti, the perception is confined merely name and form, then this is the kind of response that will happen in the mind. So looking at the world in that way is not a, a, a noble way of looking at things. But looking at even though objects appear to be perishable, even though they may appear to be miserable, even though an ornament may be very ugly, even though a part also be shapeless. So this is shapely, shapeless, is one way of looking. This is clay, that is clay, is another way of looking. So when we only confine our vision to the name and form, which is Chakshushi Drishti, or the perception through eyes, all we can note are the various differences, and our mind necessarily will judge that this is likable, dislikable, superior, inferior, good, bad, different from it. See, divisions. There is not really respecting things. When you respect them, respect that this is manifestation of Brahman. Manifestation of gold doesn't matter how it looks, how small it is, how big it is. And though that was, this is the most noble vision, most noble drishti, because we have raised everything to the level of Brahman. No more now we look at things as mundane, limited, perishable things. But now in our minds, I, you, we have converted or raised everything to the level of Brahman. So how much respect? What is the most respect that I can give you? I can give you respect by saying, oh, you are my friend. That's also respect. You are my mother. Respect. You are a saint. Respect. Yes. What is the highest respect that I give you? You are Brahman. Even more than that, you are myself. The greatest respect I can give to anybody is what? You are no different from me. You are me. I am you. You are I. Sadrashti Paramodhara. Where ultimately in our own mind, they divide in between, although I see, but the mind registers what? The Adhisthana, the non-duality. Never what more respect. Paramodhara Drashti. Meaning looking at something in a most noble way. So nanasagravalokini. Not that drashti. Not that seeing the tip of the nose and stuff like that. So that is all mundane stuff. This is a real, so drashti. This is a real sight. This is the real seeing. Focusing your attention. So focus your attention on what? Not the attention of the eyes. Attention of the mind's eye. On what? On what the reality is. That really my attention is focused on what is this Brahman. So that's the real focusing of the eye, focusing on the drashti, focusing on the sight. <coughs> so this is the... Then the question is asked, Nuna tathapi brahmani vritti pravritti nimitta jatyadi abhavar indiyadi pratyaksha vishyasya jagada brahma rupatvam darshanam katham syad. So earlier verse prescribed that this indriyadi pratyaksha, the world that is perceived by the sense of 
But the eyes, ears, etc., there is a jagat, and that is, we are asked to look at that as nothing but manifestation of Brahman. See, Brahman, where you see the jagat. How can you do that? You are seeing only jagat. How do you see Brahman? In fact, you see Brahman by Bada Samanikaran. Meaning that you negate the name and form in your. So, in your mind, the name and form is mithya, is, is only a costume. And so you are seeing what is manifesting through the costume. So Bala takes place when you want to see this as Brahman. Just as you see the beggar, Bala or negation takes place of his costume. And you see the one that is actor. But still, you know, that is not only seeing it as Brahman, because the names and forms also come in some way. So then another, info, another little definition is given, explanation is given of saying, so, uh, the, the, uh, so what is called drukstitihi, so concentration of the sight, or, no, so another one, another explanation is given. Drushtidarsana drushyanam, viramo yatrava bhaved, Drushtistatrevakartavyasakravalokini. Or take it this way. Or this drukstiti, this focusing of the side, take it this way. What way? Drushti darasan dushyana viramayatravahave. Earlier seeing, there was a drishya, the object, the subject, and the seeing experience, except that there was a bother, negation, and there were, although with my sense organs I perceive the, the object, subject, and the interaction, in my mind's eye I saw only what was the content. He said here, you cannot drishti darsan drishyanam virama yatra or you can do go a step further and not even see the name and form. Appreciate the fact that the star, the seer also is consciousness, the seeing also is consciousness, the seeing also is consciousness and therefore simply focus your attention on consciousness, I am consciousness is, meaning that now stop seeing your name and form. So therefore there is no drashtra, there is no seer. Formerly seer was there, he was, he was bhāda, he was negating what is mithya. So formerly darshanam was satya and mithya, both were there. What this I, what the sense organ sees mithya, what the mind sees is satyam by the negation of mithya. Instead of that, we will just see the satyam. So what is the source of the drashtra, drushya, darshanam? The subject, object and experience, all of these are original merely in one consciousness. Therefore, drushti ityadina srotradi srotripurina, meaning seer, seen, seeing, hearer, heard, hearing, etc., etc. Every interaction involves this triad, subject, object and the experience. So all the three are resolved. Yatra yasmin brahma sarupe, tripudinam virama bhave. So all the three things are resolved. 
meaning that I am no more reading the stages of seer through the sense organ. I am no more reading the stages of experience. Then even experience are also resolved in the very consciousness. So then object also gets resolved. The whole tripudi of the trial also is resolved. No question of bhāda, etc. now. So you are no more aware or no more seeing the names and forms. What you see is this, the, the Brahman self, that is, and never when the seer seeing, seeing this triad, it completely dissolves. But appreciate the fact that the seer also is consciousness, the seeing also is consciousness, and seeing also is consciousness. So where this triputi, this triad also dissolves completely. <coughs> So formally the sense organs were appreciating prapancha and the mind was appreciating Brahman. Now the sense organs don't appreciate anything. Now I am I am solely focused only on what is prapanchadi, the meaning that what is the adhisthana substratum, the consciousness of the self, where all the duality, even apparent duality. Formerly also real duality was not there, but apparent duality was there. I mean apparent duality of subject-object, it doesn't remain. That is ultimate in what they call drukstiti, ultimate in focusing the attention. So this is the real attention. Where should you pay attention? Of course, for the practice of concentrating mind, etc., you may pay attention to some object or the tip of the nose, or to some place in the, you know, in the body, etc. But ultimately the real attention is to be paid to the, that which will ultimately bless you. He is paying attention to which consciousness, the self, and that should be called in the true sense, the drakstidehi, or focusing of your drashti, focusing of your seeing. <coughs> The nasa gravalokini, not looking at the tip of the nose, etc. <coughs> so this is now the deha uh, samyam. The body is described. The posture of the body is described. The state of the body, straight is described. The drashti is described. So these are all the steps that are in fact prescribed for slowly and slowly withdrawing your mind and, and doing meditation. So those steps are taken one by one. The place where you will be, time, at what time you will do. The posture, asana, your, the, the straightness of your body, and then focusing of your dashti or the sides. Next is what now? <coughs> Pranayama. So yama niyama are done. Asana and now pranayama. But asana itself is the position of the posture of the body, the state of the body, also the concentration of the sight. Now next step is pranayama. So ayama, asamanta dhyama, completely restraining. So pranayama is completely restraining the breathing, not breathing. Ultimate meaning of pranayama is completely restraining the breathing. Not in one day. 
But the yogis practice and slowly they come to a point where they stop breathing and still continue to live. Because what happens, they say, is that very subtle kind of breathing takes place through the sushumna nadi. So there is the, the small nerve that passes through a spinal cord. It's called sushumna. So ida, pingala and sushumna. The ida, pingala and sushumna. So normally we breathe through all these ida and pingala, breathing out and breathing in. But slowly the yogi has now, through the practice of restraining the breath, has been able to now activate that passage through which very subtle kind of breathing takes place. So he does not need to breathe, meaning that since his body is completely still, no, essentially no process going on in his body, he requires very little energy to, to survive, to exist, continue. And therefore, the oxygen or whatever you get through little, very subtle breathing through the sushumna itself is enough for the yogi. That's how he's actually the breathing is stopped. So mind is stopped. He is in what we call samadhi or complete absorption. <coughs> so this is the purpose of pranayama in yoga shastra. So what kind of pranayama you are prescribing now? The goal is the same. Yogi also wants a complete absorption. He wants complete stoppage of thoughts and thereby abidance in the self. Tadadrashtu sarubhyavasthanam The the ultimate objective of all the all all this practice, which culminates into completely stopping or cessation of the thoughts in the mind, is to gain an abundance in the self. Tada drashtu sarupe avasthanam. Then, when now there is a cessation of all the thinking, at that time now, all that remains is consciousness. You and never you abide in your own self. So here we are directly doing that. Rather than through all the process, by knowledge. So here the author prescribes the same thing. Abidance in your own self. Not through all those practices, through knowledge. So this is the Vedanta's way of analyzing, inquiring into the nature of reality of life. Inquiring into understanding and knowing the realities of life. What's the reality? There is the subject, there is the object. Well, if you think that object is different from subject, then you have to stop that object. The mind is real, you have to stop the mind. Vedanta says the mind is not the problem. Giving reality to the mind is the problem. Identify, so that's the problem. Yoga thinks that existence of mind is problem. Vedanta says giving reality to mind is a problem. If you don't give reality, then mind itself on its own will also resolve. So therefore, what the yogis seek to achieve through the practice of yoga is what the Vedanta seeks to achieve simply by understanding or by knowledge. Because what is this Brahman? You don't want to attain Brahman. You don't want to achieve Brahman. You have to become Brahman. You have to do nothing. Just recognize what is. That's all. So this is Vedanta's solution to everything.
And then every step amounts to only seeing what is. So let's see how now pranayama is explained. Chittadi-sarva-bhāveshu Brahmatve-naiva-bhāvanād Nirodha-sarva-vṛtti-nām Prāyāma-sa-uchyade So Vedānin says, so what the Yoga-śāstra is doing, and it's of course all proven and you know, like by. But what the Yoga Shastra does is from cross to the subtle, outward to inward. So, first of all, you control your behavior by yama, by not doing what you should not do. By niyama, doing what you should do. Then asana, meaning that gaining control over your body. Then pranayama, gaining control over breathing. Then gaining control over your mind. So, from the body you go to prana. From prana you go to the mind. From mind you go to the freedom or mindlessness or freedom from thought. So this is how they proceed. Meaning that they seek to control the mind through controlling prana. That's what Ramana Mahasya explains also. The chitta-vayava, chitt-kriyayavata, shakti-mulaka. That this mind also is, is a form of energy, manifestation of energy. And prana also is manifestation. Prakruti is the energy. So primordial energy is called prakruti. And what we call prana is the manifestation of that. And mind also is the manifestation, same energy in a subtle way. So both these energies, prana and the mind, are comparable to two branches emerging from the same stem. One energy from which these two branches are emerging. So when you lower one branch, since it comes from the same root, the other branch automatically gets lowered. So if you lower the branch called prana, then mind also gets lowered. And that's how the mind is thought to be controlled by controlling prana. If the prana is breathless, I mean, then the mind also can disturb. And therefore, they slowly and slowly, by control means they make the prana slower and slower and slower. The mind also in response gets slower and slower. If prana stops completely, mind also will stop. This is what they do. From gross to the subtle, Vedanta says, wait a minute. It is not that the mind is controlled by prana. Prana is controlled by mind. Prana is set up. So prana in fact directs the mind and sense organs, not the other way around. So why should you want to control the mind through prana? Control the mind directly. So it's mano adhinatpat pranasya. This prana is in fact under control of the mind or dependent upon the mind. This prana is gross. Mind is set up. Mind is subtle and internal, and prana is growth and external. So what is within controls what is without. So manu adhinatpat pranasya, since prana is dependent upon the mind. Manu nirodhenyo prana nirodha. 
So prāyama means the controlling the stopping of the prāna. You can accomplish that by stopping of the mind. So prāyama, rather do, do many with prāna. Do something with the mind. And not also controlling the mind also. But which way? So chittādi sarabhāveshu. So the mind has different kind of thoughts. Mana, buddhi, chittam, you know, these are the different kinds of thoughts. So mana is what the, uh, vikalpa, the desiring, etc. is mana. And then buddhi is decisions and knowing is buddhi. Chittam is a memory, the chittam. So these are different kinds of bhavas, different kinds of thoughts. So chitta is sarabhaveshu. He says, well, vritti, here the teacher is your bhava. So bhava means something that exists. So prana also means something that lives, something that exists. So thoughts also exist. So thought is called prana. And that is called bhava. Bhava means that which exists. So here the word bhava is used for vritti. So chitta is sarabhaveshu. In all the states called chitta, meaning all the different states of the mind, all different thoughts. Brahmatvenaya bhavana. We do not appreciate the fact that every thought also is nothing but Brahman. Every thought also is nothing but Brahman. Because thought also is, thought also shines, thought also is never apart from asti and bhati. And therefore, thought also is nothing but astivādi, is nothing but brahman, nothing but consciousness, nothing but the self. See this fact? So rather than doing anything with the thought, so even though he says by controlling the mind you control the prana, but controlling mind also is not an action. Controlling mind is seeing what the mind is. All the, there is no action involved in any of these things. Only seeing is involved. So see what the mind is. Mind is full of thoughts. And as our Swami would say, so what is there between the two thoughts? Although our thoughts are running so far that they are running between, we don't even see that when the one thought ends and the But then suppose you are able to slowly, you know, quiet in your mind. Then there is thought and silence. And thought and silence. Or you can imagine at least there is silence. Because when the two thoughts are there, one thought is to end, other thought is to begin, there is some kind of a space must be there between two thoughts. Otherwise thoughts can't be different. If one part is this, other part is this, some kind of space must be there between the two, then only you can distinguish one from the other. So what is there in the space between the two thoughts? Silence, 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 thought, silence, thought. Meaning what? Every thought emerges from silence and merges back into silence. This silence before the thought, silence after the thought. So they say that what is before and what is after is in the middle also. So this thing was gold before it was created. When it is melted, will be gold again. So in between, <coughs> when it is this or not, still gold. So therefore, the thought emerged from silence. 
thought merges in silence. So in between, what is there is silence in that form only. So formless silence, silence is a thought, again formless silence. So what is silence? So instead of focusing attention on vritti, on silence. Silence. So instead of saying thought, silence, thought, silence, thought, silence. So ultimately, thought itself merges into silence because you give reality to silence. <coughs> so thought is nothing but silence, nothing but consciousness. The witness of the silence is silent witness, consciousness. So really the content of every thought is nothing but consciousness. Consciousness is alone. Taking a name and form is called thought. And thought alone is nothing but when it is when it is tangible is an object. Consciousness with a name and form is called thought, and thought corresponds an object. So consciousness becomes thought, and thought becomes object. That's how creation takes place. There's also one prakriya, one method of understanding creation. Oh, akasha yogini, so one way. There's another way. What is a thought? What is an object? Nothing but, we went through the exercise. An object is never apart from its thought. A part is never apart from part thought because you will never know the part unless thought is there. And thought cannot be unless the part is there. Then the part object and part thought are never different. So part thought alone becomes a part object. What is part thought? Consciousness, the name and form. So consciousness first manifests as a thought and thought manifests as this tangible object of creation. What is consciousness? So what is thought? Nothing but consciousness. So therefore, chitta sarabhāyasu brahmatveneva bhavanam bhavana. See the fact that all the thoughts are nothing but consciousness. Brahmat. Nirodha sarabhuttinam. That all the vrittis are thought, stuff. Meaning vrittis are there or not doesn't matter to you. Because what is there in your appreciation is only consciousness. Vritti arises from consciousness. Vritti remains in consciousness. Vritti merges into consciousness. What is consciousness? That is you. So what remains is you. Vritti nam, sar vritti nam, The vrittis themselves are stopped. And when vritti is stopped, prana will stop. So prana means stopping your prana. Better accomplished by stopping the vrittis. That accomplished by seeing what the vritti is. Because vrittis are not there as far as Vedanta is. What is this Brahman? So vrittinam nirodham means not stopping your vritti. Recognizing that vritti is no real existence. What exists only is, is the consciousness. So seeing all the vritti as consciousness as a self means vritti has disappeared. When vrittis are not there, prana also is not there. So pranayama is accomplished. The stoppage of prana is accomplished. By stoppage means by seeing the vritti as mithya and seeing the self as satyam. <coughs> so that is the Vedantin's way of pranayama. Meaning seeing all the thoughts as nothing but consciousness. <coughs> so they say that you can't do the other, you cannot control mind by controlling prana because the unnatural, natural thing is a subtle controlling process. So mind controls the prana. Stop the mind, prana is stopped. <coughs> so pranayama is described as 
ರೇಷಕ ಪೂರಕ ಕುಂಭಕ ಪೂರಕ ಇನ್ ಫಿಲಪ್ ಇನ್ ಬ್ರೀದ್ ಇನ್ ಇನ್ ಫಿಲಪ್ ಪೂರಕ ಫಿಲಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಬ್ರೀದ್ ಔಟ್ ದೆನ್ ಯು ಎಂಟಿ ಯುವರ್ ಲೆಂಗ್ ದೆಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ರೇಷಕ ಸೊ ರೇಷಕ ಇಸ್ ರಿಜೆಕ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಪೂರಕ ಇಸ್ ಅಡ್ಮಿಟಿಂಗ್ ಕುಂಭಕ ಇಸ್ ಟಾಪಿಂಗ್ ಸೊ ದಿಸ್ ತ್ರೀ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಪ್ರಾಣಾಯಾಸಯ ರೇಚಕ ಪೂರಕ ಕುಂಭಕ ಕುಂಭಕ ಸ್ಟಾಪಿಂಗ್ ದ ಪ್ರಾಣ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಬೋಸ್ ಅಂತ ಕುಂಭಕ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಟಾಪಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಸೈಡ್ ಸೊ ಯು ಬ್ರೀದ್ ಇನ್ ಅಂದ್ ಹೋಲ್ಡ್ ಇಟ್ ದರ್ ಯು ಬ್ರೀದ್ ಔಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಹೋಲ್ಡ್ ಇಟ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಬಾಹ್ಯ ಕುಂಭಕ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಆಲ್ ರೈಟ್ ಸೊ ದಿ ರೇಚಕ ಪೂರಕ ಕುಂಭಕ so these are the traditional uh, kinds of breathing so how would you prescribe so next first exercise nishedhanam prapanchasya nishedhanam prapanchasya rechakakyasamirana ಪೂರಕೋ ವಾಯುರಿಗ So, Rejaka means emptying out. So, what do you empty out? Nishedhanam prapanchasya. Empty out the whole prapancha. Not the, the prana is the bhava. So, what prana is used for bhava or what exists? Means all these objects and names and forms. So, emptying out prana is, prana means bhava or things that exist. Emptying out of everything, emptying out the whole prapancha of names and forms will be real emptying out. So don't confine your emptying out merely to emptying out of the breath. Empty out the whole universe, whole prapancha. How? By recognizing that name and form is nitya. So say then, nishedanam prapanchasya nireshakakya samirinaha. Nishedhanam, negation of the phenomenal world. Negation of the name and form. Here, for example, Nishedhanam, negating a name and form is object, you see it as gold. So when you see this object as gold, this bangal as gold, effectively you have emptied out. You have negated the name and form, meaning emptied out the name and form from your consciousness. See, emptying out is Try throwing away. So simply by focusing your attention on the gold, you know what you have done? You have essentially emptied out the name and form the ornament. Is it not so? That's called emptying. What is feeling? That this is gold, this is gold, this is gold. So negating the name and form is emptying out. Appreciating the gold is feeling in 
and retaining this is gold alone is called stopping. So empty recognizing the universe as the name and form is mitya. By recognizing name and form is mitya, you emptied out all name and form. By recognizing Brahman as Satyam, you are filled retaining that I am Brahman, I am Brahman. That is called retaining, retention of prana, retention of the truth, retention of what is. So emptying out of what is not, filling of what is, and retaining what is. So name and forms are not there because they don't have reality. So for emptying out, by recognizing names and forms are mithya, so they are not there. Then focus your attention on Brahman. I am Brahman. So you fill in Brahman in yourself. That's called filling in. And retain that I am Brahman. So that is how the prana of the nature of knowledge is retained. So again prana also is knowledge. By knowledge you empty what is unreal. You fill in what is real. You retain what is the truth. <coughs> so nishedanam prapanchasya rechiga samirina. Samirinam also is breath. So Samir also is breath, Samirina also is breath. And so this is called the emptying out of the breath. Is what? Emptying out of the name and form. Emptying out of the prapancha. Emptying out of the Brahmaivasmi, then what, what remains? I am Brahman. Brahmaivasmi diyavrutti. This is knowledge, the thought that I am Brahman, that is called Puraka. That's called filling in. Having emptied out what is unreal, filling in what is real. Tattadvutti naishalyam. Tattastadvutti naishalyam. And thereafter, stating that thought that I am Brahman, is called Kumbhaka. So then, no emptying out, no filling in, just retaining, I am Brahman. That's called Kumbhaka. So that is the base pranayama. Ayam chavi prabuddhana. Nanu, I am Trividhul Pranayama, Unnakutra Bishuddha. We have never heard of this Pranayama. We have heard of the Pranayama where emptying out the breath and filling in the breath and retaining breath. That we have heard. This thing, that Prapancha is Mithya emptying out, that I am Brahman is filling in and retaining I am Brahman. This kind of definition of Pranayama we have never heard. Yeah, it's quite understandable, not her. I am Chavi Prabuddhana. So this is pranayama for the enlightened people. Ajnana for ignorant people, another kind of pranayama is there, you know. I am pranayama, chakarat, so bhedatrai rutta, whether you call reshika, puraka or kumbhaka, all that pranayama, prabuddhana. So emptying out the unreal, filling in the real, as a self and retaining. This is pranayama for prabuddhana. Prabuddha. So, prakashena buddha. Buddha means enlightened, woken up. So, buddha means one who is woken up. Prabuddha means one who is very well woken up. So, every day we wake up all right to go back to sleep. When you very well wake up, you never go back to sleep. Then when you wake up from the sleep of ignorance, then again going back to sleep of ignorance doesn't remain. So that is called Prabuddha. So, yes, Sakshat Kurde Prabodha Samaya. 
वेकिंग फ्रॉम द स्लीप वेकनेस इज कॉल्ड प्रबोध सो प्रबोध नाम दो फ्रॉम द स्लीप वेकनेस एंड देर देर इज नो डाउट नाउ असंभावनाधिरहितव इज सो क्लियर दैट देर इज नो वेकनेस देर इज नो डाउट एंड देर इज अवाइडिंग नॉलेज बुद्धाम आत्मबोध युक्ताम दोल्फ नॉलेज निस्संदेह अपरोक्ष इमीडिएट नॉलेज फ्री फ्रॉम वेक डाउट एंड वेकनेस दिस इज दबुद्धाम दिस प्राणायाम इज प्रॉपर फॉर द एनलाइट एंड पीपल दिस इज अज्ञानी प्राण फॉर इग्नरेंट प्राण घृण पीड़नम फॉर इग्नरेंट द प्राण इज वॉट घृणम इज वॉट द नोज पीड़नम इज वॉट टॉर्चरिंग द नोज दैट्स वॉट यू डू वेन यू वॉन्ट टू इन्फेक्ट स्टे बेड दैट्स वॉट यू डू फ्रॉम वन नोज क्लोज दिस ओपन दैट एक्सेट्रा एक्सेट्रा अल्टीमेटली द योगीज डू दैट विदाउट इवन रिस्ट्रेनिंग द नोज बट वी हैव टू डू दैट So in order for the breath to flow only through one nostril, I have to close the other one, and then I open this and I close this one. Ideally, a time comes when you can set a control that without closing, only the breath flows through one nostril. But that day will come. But for normally, all breathing exercise always involve the. torturing or restraining the nose you know so for the ignorant people what is breath control He is torturing the nose so pranayama explains what is next pratyahara <coughs> so now the doctor explains what is pratyahara इदानीं प्रत्याहारं लक्षयति नाउ द टीचर गिव्स द लक्षणं द कैरेक्टरिस्टिक और डेफिनेशन ऑफ व्हाट इज प्रत्याहार आहार एंड प्रति आहार सो अवर सेंस ऑर्गन्स हैव आहार अवर सेंस ऑर्गन्स एन्जॉय द फूड आहार मीन्स फूड द ऑर्गन्स ऑफ सेंस ऑर्गन एन्जॉय द फूड ऑफ व्हाट सेंस ऑब्जेक्ट्स So sense organs enjoy the food of sense objects. When you they no more enjoy the pratyahara, when you withdraw from that. So when these sense organs are withdrawn from their preoccupation with sense objects, meaning that the whole sense organs are completely withdrawn, made inward, there is no activity in the level of senses. So slowly we are proceeding in the yoga shastra. After the control of breath, then slowly you also withdraw all activities from the sense organs, meaning that you gain the control so that the sense organs now remain in their locations. Eyes don't go out anywhere to see things. Ears do not go out to hear things. And similarly, no organs of perception go out to. the respective objects they remain where they are so when they remain where they are now there is no distinction between the sense organs and the mind 
In fact, what we call the sense perception, nothing but the extension of mind. Mind alone goes out of the sense organ to the object, etc. When that activity doesn't take place, what remains is mind. Meaning that now the sense organs have assumed the form of the mind. So, svavishaya asamprayoge chittasya sorupa anukaraha iva. So, this is how pratyahara is described. And you can see that translation in your translation also, in page 88. When the senses giving up their objects, take the form of the mind. Svavishaya asamprayoge. When the sense organs now give up their activity in the sense objects. So now when the sense organs do not interact with sense objects, then what happens to them? Chittasya Swarupanukaraha. The sense organs only follow the mind. Then sense organs take the form of the mind, meaning that sense organs now do not have an existence separate from the mind. That state is called when now you are completely withdrawn your attention from the sense objects. So this, now you are slowly withdrawing all the way up to the self. First withdraw from sense or objects and then slowly mind is withdrawn and ultimately it is made one with the self. So this is the process in Yoga Shastra. So uh, what about, how does uh, the Vedantic teacher prescribe Pratyahara? Withdrawal of sense organs. So that is being said in the verse 121. Visheshvatmatam drushtva manasaschiti majjanam pratyaharasya vignaya abhyasaniyomamokshuve So the teacher says that all right is right. That when the sense organs take the form of the mind, so then sense organs no more remain as though what remains in mind, this is called pratyahara. So why do you even retain the mind? Ultimately mind also has to become absorbed in the consciousness and that's real pratyahara. Meaning the purpose of withdrawing from the sense objects ultimately is only to make yourself one with consciousness. So therefore rather than simply stopping a withdrawing from sense objects and sense organs becoming one with the mind, so mind still remains, we suggest that you withdraw from mind also. Visheshu Atmadam Dushtva so rather than the process of withdrawing the sense organs, again that involves action, withdrawing the sense organs. Here it says, Visheshu Atmatam Drishtva. See that the Vishaya or the objects are nothing but Atma. So see the Atmata, the state of self in the sense objects. So the sense objects are the Ghatapata. So either you the freedom to withdraw your sense organs from this and make them inward looking. It's a process. So rather than that, see this object, 
So shift your attention from the name and form to the content of the object. So either the withdrawal can be a process of actually carrying out the inwardness, or withdrawal can be simply shifting the attention. You withdraw from what? To what? If there is an atma, then you withdraw from anatma to atma. If the sense organs is one entity, mind is another, sense object is one entity, sense organ is another entity, mind is third entity, and prana is fourth entity, and you are fifth entity, then all these things come. Who says? What is an atma? So then, when sense organ doesn't remain sense organ, what withdrawal is required? That's called withdrawal. When sense organ, sense object itself is transformed into self, which is what it is. Even though this is called a part in the name and form, what it is is a stimadipya, and that is conscious, that is a self. So visheshu atmatam drishtva, visheshu ghatadishu, yadva shabdadishu, or ghatapata is the sense of the objects of the eyes, the sound, etc., the objects of other sense organs. And so, so vishaya means the object. Either you can say object is part, or you can say object is color. Either you can say this object is part, or this object is color. Because eyes do not, eyes only see the color. Then, our organ of you know, ears or organ of hearing only hear the sounds. Then a sound is word is a recognition that takes place in the buddhi. See, this object is a part. He is the conclusion of the buddhi. Not eyes do not say this is part. Eyes simply reveal the color and therefore the form. And then in my mind there is memory that this kind of a thing is called part. Therefore there is recognition that I say this is part. If someone has never seen a part, you will see the form, that's all you will see. That's what the eyes show you. So even though we say that I see the part, I only see what? The color and form. Then we compare this with what in our memory. And then we say this is part. This is called recognition. <coughs> so when, therefore when I see you, all that my eyes show, is shape, etc. So our mind says, hey, this is so and so. That's a memory. So perception and memory together results into recognition of what it is. Therefore when a state comes, or what we call dementia, then the memory is not there. Perception is there. Who are you? He will take his wife, you know, or whatever. Who are you? Meaning that sees that there is somebody, but memory is not there to connect it. So recognition is not there. You follow? Recognition requires memory. When memory goes away, recognition goes away. You don't recognize people. We see them all right. So either you say that you are seeing part, you can say you are seeing color or form. You follow? So what is vishaya? What is object? Either part can be called an object, or a color and form can be called an object, just technically speaking. Either a word can be called object, that you are listening to words, or you are listening to sounds. 
So Vishaya means object. So whichever way you want to understand. So the Tika Gaya, Vishayeshu, Ghatadeshu, objects such as pot, etc., or objects such as color, etc., you follow? So Anve Vitareka Abhyam, Anve and Vitareka. That when the object is, when the self is, the object is. When the object is, the self is. When the object is not, the self is. When this object is, Astivadi Priyam is. When the other object is, Astivadi Priyam is. The third object is, Astivadi Priyam is. So even the objects are all different from each other. But what is the content of all the objects? And where what follows, Vitareka, what excludes? So even though a form is excluded, object is excluded, Astivadi Priyam cannot be excluded. So as the different ornaments come, you can see Anvaya. When Bengal is, gold is. When earring is, gold is. Vitirika. When Bengal is, gold is not. I mean, earring is not. Earring is this, Bengal is not. So these forms exclude each other, but they do not exclude gold. Similarly, one object excludes other objects, but they don't exclude Asti, Bhati, Priya. So Anvaya Vedireka Abhyam, recognizing that what is object is Satta Svurnadup Priyata Priyata Matram Khamvayagnir Jalorvishu Devatiryang Naravishu Abhinna Satchidananda Vinyate Rupanamani. So Durukdhisya Viveka says that objects in a Deva, Deva gods, Tiryang animals, Nara, human beings, etc., etc. In all of this, or Kha, Vayu, Agni, Jala, Urvi, space, air, fire, water, earth, all different from each other. Or these are insentient. Or sentient means animals, human beings, trees, plants, different from each other. So all they all differ from each other. Abhinna, but in all of them, what does not differ is Asti, Bhati, Priyam, Satchitananda, Vidyate, Rupanamani. So what distinguishes them is the name and form, but the Asti, Bhati, Priyam is no different. Therefore, what is Upeksha, Nam, Upeksha, Satchitananda, Tatpara, text says, Upeksha, be indifferent name and form because they are unreal. Focus attention on Asti, Bhati, Priyam, which is real, which is a self. So Visheshu, Atmadam, Dushtva, and that way seeing Asti Bhadi, very self, as a content of all the objects. Manasa, Chiti Majjaram, then the mind, what a, the mind in fact becomes absorbed in Asti Bhadi. Because that's what, what is mind? Mind is a thought corresponding to the object. So if in your perception is a part, then there is a part thought. Cloth, cloth thought. Clay, clay thought. Astivaripriyam, Astivaripriyam thought. Astivaripriyam, Astivaripriyam thought. So what happened? All the names and forms have merged into what? Astivaripriyam. I mean, all thoughts. Because what is thought? Astivaripriyam was name. And there were all the, the mind, all the thoughts are now resolved into. Asti Bhadi Priyam. 
సో మన చితి మధ్యన మైండ్ ఆఫ్ థాట్స్ హ్యావ్ మర్స్ చిది ఆర్ కాన్షియస్నెస్ ఆర్ అస్తి భాదీప్రియం ప్రత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహారత్యాహార
the bottom, you know, in the mula, mula So there are several, so Yoga Shastra prescribes several points of concentration. So dharana can be in an object outside you also, in the sun, moon, stars and things like that also. Or it can be on a devata. Or it can be on a point in your body, like muladhara, like the root, you know, of the spinal cord. Or different chakras which are there. And so concentration, focusing the mind, one of those is called dharana. So mind, you know, that is the dharana. So all right, so concentration of the mind is called dharana. So what what does our teacher prescribe here? Yatra Yatramanayati Brahmas Where the mind goes, means appreciate the fact that this is Brahman. So even the chakra also is Brahman. If you have conscious sun, that also is Brahman. So if meaning that concentration of mind, an external object such as sun and the moon also is nothing but Brahman. So why do you confine your concentration on them in form? Why do you proceed a step further and recognize that instead of concentrating the mind on name and form, concentrate in the content of name and form, which is Brahman. Now that doesn't require activity of mind, it requires seeing. You see, the thing is different. Concentration is activity of the mind. Concentrating on this object. Seeing the object as clay doesn't require activity of mind as much as it is knowledge, you know. So similarly also the dharana, the concentration that is described here is, wherever the mind goes, don't worry about any particular object of concentration. Yatra Yatramanavati, wherever the mind goes, let the mind go. So Vedanti is not worried about the mind. Not worried about the thought is. Doesn't matter what it is. Prakashamcha, pravartyamcha, mohamevacha pandava, na dveshya sampravuttani, na nivruttani kaṁsadi. Lord Krishna says that even the mind of the wise person is sattvic thought may arise, a rajas thought may arise, a tamas thought may arise. He is totally equanimous to all the thoughts. If an undesirable thought arises, he does not reject it or he has no aversion for it. Then if a good thought goes away, he doesn't say, oh, wait, please, thought, please come back. Thoughts come, thoughts go. Doesn't matter what the thought is. Because regardless of what the thought is, my focus is on what illumines the thought. That's the consciousness, that is myself. So actually, the, the form of the thought is of no consequence when you focus your attention on the content of the thought. The form becomes important when the thought is real. So as long as thought is real for me, as long as a particular thought makes me happy, some other thought makes me unhappy, so long it is important that I maintain particular kind of thoughts and avoid other kind of thoughts. That's called Antagana Suddhi, purification of mind. But when you realize that thought is nothing but consciousness in the name and form, object is nothing but astibhadipyam. So yatre yatre manoyadi, 
Where the mind goes, yasmin yasmin padarthe manoyari gachyati, in whatever object the mind goes, tatra tatra brahmana sattari matrasya, appreciate that they are of the same thing, yasthi bhadi priyam, namadi upekshaya, be indifferent to name and form. Meaning be indifferent to the, the, the specialty of the name and form, object. Doesn't matter what the particular aspect of the object is. Doesn't matter what the form of the ornament is, you simply focus your attention on the gold, which is the content. And similarly also, does not matter what the object is. If you concentrate the mind, then you choose a particular object which you like. So, for concentration, you choose some object that you like, which the mind wants to concentrate. You can't concentrate on a donkey, monkey, etc. But, so there, but here, see, this is not a matter of concentration, it's a matter of seeing. Doesn't matter a monkey also. There is also Brahman. And donkey also. There is also Brahman. Good, bad, indifferent, whatever is nothing but the name and form is good, bad, indifferent. The content is Brahman. So, Navadi Upekshaya, being indifferent meaning by recognizing name and form of Mithya. Darshanat, and you see Anusandhanam, meaning that you focus attention on what? On the content is Brahman. Manasa dharanam brahmaniva sthirikaranam dharana. There was sthirikaranam, manasa sthirikaranam dharana. And there was steadying the mind is called dharana, concentration. Here, steadying the mind is Brahman. So that we will call the dharana by our definition. Nanu adharadi shachakramadhyi ekatra manaso dharanam 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 the well-known meaning of dharana is focusing our attention around these spiritual centers. Whether it is Mula Dharana, or the Vishuddha Chakra, whatever chakra are there, Agnya Chakra, <coughs> Anahata, etc. <coughs> so that is called dharana. What sort of dharana you are talking about? He says, so, Sapara, so Dhadharana Paramata, Atukshulaksha para. The dharana that we talked about, meaning focusing attention on Brahman, this dharana, this concentration is the most exalted concentration. <coughs> for whom? For those who are the knowers of truth, for them, don't worry about that dharana, may only have this dharana. That what is this Brahman? Concentrate upon Brahman. <coughs> Anya, the, the other well-known dharana is, of course, according to the Patanjali Yoga, it's all right. But, so, manaso dharanam chaiva, there is cha and eva, both are indeclinables. So, Tikakaya says, this is something well-known, even though ordinary people may not know this dharana that we are describing. Understand that as far as the wise people are concerned, they are very familiar with dharana. So dharana of this nature also is well-known to the wise people. Even though it may not be well-known, so we are asking, what sort of dharana is this? We understand dharana as focusing, concentrating attention on one of these chakras, etc. So that is online. But as far as wise people are concerned, they know this as dharana. So not that it is unknown. We may known to you, but it is known to the people who really know what it is. <coughs> So, cha and eva, chaka, both is indeclinables. Vidvat anuva prasiddhim devotahedi, it reveals the fact that it is well known to the wise people. 
Okay. So I guess we will stop here this evening. <coughs> Om Puramadav Puramiram Puramat Puramudachave Puramasya Puramadaya Purameva Vashishave Om Shantishantishanti Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantavunapuna Ishvaro Gururatmele Murti Veda Vibhagine Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Oh, Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha, Hari Om.